Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Kombucha Podcast. I'm Elijah, the founder of Thrive Brew Kombucha Co., an up-and-coming kombucha brewery in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. At Thrive Brew, our mission is to brew clean, crushable kombucha to nourish you to thrive. This podcast is simply an extension of that mission where we reflect and share the ins and outs of the journey it's been building out a nourished kombucha community. If you find any value or enjoyment from this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review on the platform you are listening to. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes that promote our favorite fermented beverage. Cheers. What is going on? Welcome back to another Thrive Kombucha podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our conversation from last week. Um, kind of talking mission and we're going to kind of continue that conversation into the values of our company, how we actually live out our mission and the the glasses, so to speak, that we look through and um, yeah, to accomplish what we what we set out to do. So what's going on, Trev? Uh, nothing. Uh, we, uh, we had quite the day today. Not, not quite, but it was an exciting day. Yeah. Yep. There's we, a lot of things. Uh, we got our uh, first shipment from uh from our produce that's right provider, yep. a new produce provider yeah we uh one of the biggest parts of the business has been um sourcing ingredients materials blah 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 especially with our standards in mind and yeah it's been incredibly difficult especially sourcing a lot of the fresh ingredients that we are committed to um, that's been a long process and we finally, I mean, after t- months of searching, going through, we, fi- I mean, I finally landed a place that I'm just like, you know, when you finally just, you get to the place that you just had it in your brain, you didn't even know this was what you needed, but then it just like you find in this situation, you just find the company that all the boxes get checks and e- checked and even more. Yeah. And it's just like, that's what we found through this company. So I couldn't be more excited. And um, yeah, getting our first shipment today, everything went smooth. It did. The produce looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were uh, we were de- we were definitely taking some uh, produce breaks. A little, some sampling. Just, <laughs> you, know, you got to make sure. You got to. We got to make sure that the product is uh, good for our customers. So Absolutely. we got to try it. Nothing but the best for y'all. Yeah. Yeah, we should have done some ginger shots Ooh. to test how we that ginger have. is. That was a misstep on our part. That's all right. Yeah. Next time. Next time. There'll be plenty more. Uh, well, we got some uh, on Monday. So, <laughs> so come around. Yeah, so it was pretty rad. We got um, ginger, limes, pineapples, lots of pineapples. Wow. <laughs> so many pineapples. Blush is coming down the circuit mm-hmm. here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um what was that? Apples. Apples. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> but for us. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah, you uh you added a little something extra. Oh yeah. Yeah, I threw something on there. Yep. You know. It's for you. It yeah. Little uh I, a little case of cabbage. I told the boys we're gonna be working on a new flavor. A little cabbage. What would we put with cabbage? My goodness, how could you possibly make that good? Um, 
See, I just think of like Chinese vegetable soup. So I'm thinking Ooh, that which is, which is puts delicious. a bad taste but, in my mouth thinking about kombucha with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not one for uh, savory kombuchas, so <laughs> I've not tried one, and there's a reason for that. Probably because people don't make them. You guys let us know. <laughs> let us know what possible flavor we could ever create with cabbage that would turn out somewhat decent. Would you buy it? Mm, once? I'd try Come it. Come on. I would try it. Oh, absolutely. If someone had the balls to do that, I'd try it once. Um, to make it, to make then, it, package but, it, but put it on a shelf, it? yes, and then a vendor oh, actually, t- and then a vendor actually take it, like actually order it, dude, I, I would freaking buy it. Probably still better than that cheese booch. <laughs> Nothing's ever been worse. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, cool. we're um, yeah, so we got a big produce shipment and uh, started juicing up on some of that end of the week this week. Uh, probably be going on that early yep. next week. Yep. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about values. Yes. And what the values kind of how they're used, how we use them, um and kind of their place in our work culture and a lot of this is new like I, like we talked about during last week. A lot of these things have kind of and when we had kind of like our big sit downs like our our um uh, a few, like a month ago or so, we'd kind of talked about, and you and Trey had both said, which is really reaffirming that, hey, these are things that are actually kind of already going on. Yes. So that was reassuring, but it's just being able to have them written down, finalized, and just there for us to see is very important. Because until something's written down, it's still not, in my mind, really official. Because that's what makes it established versus assumed. Exactly. Until, you know, you put your goal, your routine, your system down on paper, whether it's digitally or writing it, it's not really set in place. No, no. Uh, And that was the thing that was really interesting about us going through these, um, like, wait, what we had both said, um, it was something that already existed inside of our culture and what we did. Um, but you can't really know that you can't really establish your values or know what your values are until you've had some experience inside of it. Um, so anybody, anybody can say what their values are before they've actually implemented anything. Yeah. But that doesn't mean those are, that's the difference between high values and core values. Right. Um, so high values are, this is what we want our values to be versus this is the way we actually do things. Yeah. And so that was the thing that I think was kind of cool about, um, us having this conversation after we had already kind of worked together and had it (laughs) is because we, um, we all kind of already knew that this was true and we could all affirm that this is actually a value. Yeah. Yeah. That's reaffirming. You know, it's like, um, yeah, we'll we'll just get into these and then we'll we'll talk more obviously about this. Yeah, you want to uh, yeah. do a quick review of what the mission was? Oh yeah. So um, you remember off the top of your head? Oh, you can top of my head, I think I could memorize it. Um, <laughs> basically, we have a passion to brew clean, crushable kombucha to nourish you to thrive. That is our mission. That is why we exist. That is 
the passion that this company exudes um, to brew insanely delicious, great for you, kombucha that cares for people, that doesn't just um, give you a sugar rush or a caffeine rush yeah, and uh, leave you high and dry, but something that will actually nourish you um, one step closer, so to speak, into that thriving life. Can I just say something I appreciate about the mission um, from what you were talking about is it's not just nourish you to health, it's actually to thrive. And that I think is really cool because then it's not just it's not just that kombucha is good for you, it's that you can actually enjoy it too. And so I think that's something that's really cool about um, something distinct inside of our mission. Yeah, that's a good that's a good outlook on it. It's um you know, we've all taken things like nutritionally that are good for us, but that doesn't taste the greatest. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in that because there are many things that at this point, most of the things that I, you know, take in, I actually enjoy, but yeah, or don't mind at the very least. Um, but there's even a few things now that I ingest that I know are amazing for me that aren't just the most tasty things. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, but I, you know, the best products, you know, there's good. The best would be something that's amazing for you, that actually is nourishing, that actually is formed in a clean way, that causes you to thrive in the actual experience and afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And um, that you're actually excited to go to and... Uh, you're not necessarily uh, worried or um, not having to uh, bypass the consequences of enjoying <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's true too. And uh, sometimes that can play into thriving. So, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, from our mission, like if we already have a pretty like well-established mission, why is it important to have values? It's kind of, um, here's how, and I'm sure everyone has a little bit different angle on these different things. You know, there's established reasons why you set up these things, but, you know, everyone's going to take it in their own little direction. The reason you have the values are you realize that to accomplish your mission, you're going to need a tool set. You're going to need a few things that you focus on to make sure that the mission actually happens. Yeah. That if these things don't happen, these more practical things, like, you know, it's easy to say, we want to brew clean, crushable kombucha to nourish you to thrive. It's easy to say that, but how does that work out practically in a working environment? And then also, as we interact with our customers, how does that mission actually get accomplished? That's what the values kind of um, set up. That's That's what they're for. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about um, uh, lens or anything like that? About the lens? About, you know, because yeah. uh, you talk about how this, this is how we perceive things or, or even yeah. our measuring rod against yeah. things. In a way, like, you know, worldview is kind of like a hot topic type. I mean, sure. that's like a big term that a lot of people use, you know? Yeah. It's the lens in which you view the world. Ha yeah. ha. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine it. Um what? But that's kind of what this is in like a microcosm. Like for those of us who work at Thrive, we put these glasses on as we're working 
interacting together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that these are this is the lens that we put on, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. It's um it's how we make our decisions. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um like, if an idea pops up or an interaction happens, yeah, and it goes against our values, we know that we cannot do it or we need to circle back and apologize or fix that. That's something that isn't pushing us in a unified direction because these without, you know, um, without a unified direction, you don't have progress. You don't have growth because there's a scrambling effect and there's people going different directions rather than a unified direction. There's a lot of ways to go nowhere. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that's where the values come in. Um, So you want to go ahead and get into them a little bit? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to tell us what they are? Yeah, I'll read them off. So our three values of our company, the lens in which we look through, are trust, transparency, and together. It does help that there's a little... uh, Little TTT action. Three T. <laughs> I did not like the way that sounded. There's, that there is three T's. There is some alliteration. So yes. Um, I actually, when I was writing these down, like this, and by the way, this isn't just something that just like popped out of nowhere. It was like I've been working on it for six plus months, you know, type of a thing. It wasn't something that I was like in a day like let's let's pick three things that we can look through the lens of and put those down on paper everyone pick a letter <laughs> now come up with three words based on that letter yeah it was kind of interesting because i probably had about 7 to 8 written down and i knew i wanted to get it to about 3 or 4 that really encapsulated everything things that were broad but specific if that makes any sense yeah yeah <laughs> they um they kind of all like focus in the same direction but um they can be umbrella terms yeah. for a lot of other kinds of values. And I forget, I had the first two, trust and transparency, which I knew were two of my personal values, things that I want to live by. Like, I want people to be able to trust me. I want to be able to trust people that I work with, family, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> transparency is important to me, living life in the open and not withholding, not, you know, lying, I think is the just the root of so many bad, bad, bad roads to go down. It's just not, it just ruins everything lying or with, um, or trying to, um, Oh, what's the word when people like, uh, try to say that there's something, but really behind closed doors are different hypocrisy. Um, I don't know what the word, like the showboating type of, I, I don't, I don't know the exact term, but that whole thing is the exact opposite of what I want to be. I want to be transparent, you know, not perfect, growing, trying to do better, but here's what is actually going on, right? you know, personally. And, and then, so the last one was the tough one to get. There was probably like three or four that were in the top running, but you know, something that's very valuable to me just that I found throughout life is kind of the tagline that goes along with it. And we'll kind of go through together. Like we'll go through the together at the end. Yeah. But you know, if you don't have a team effort, you can only go so far. 
you know, you can only do so much as one person. So if you want to actually accomplish, and if you set yourself a big mission and a big vision out there, you're going to need a team to do it. People that can be like-minded and unified in the kind of the fight <coughs> in the, in the work. So trust, transparency and together. Do you want to say anything about these taglines? Yes. So we've got kind of little taglines that kind of um, fill out the concept just a little bit more. Kind of memorable, but also the kind of uh, the angle as to what that's getting towards. Trust is our foundation. Let's just go ahead and dig them out one yeah, by one let's do it. so that we, they don't get lost. Trust is our foundation. It's <clears throat> If you can't trust somebody, if you can't trust a company, if you can't, you know, if, if you can't trust, you have nothing. If someone says something but doesn't follow through on it, that's a person you can never get along with, build relationship with, um, you can't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, tr- whether it's a person or a company or whatever. And, and that's the thing. Like when you, um, particularly like with a company that you frequent, like that is a relationship. The nature of that is a type of relationship. Yeah, you're right. And so if you don't, if you don't trust that company, maybe not for everyone, but, uh, for, for, I think a vast majority, if you know that the company is kind of sleazy or has some, uh, some issues and, um, or even that they won't um, deliver on the things that they say they're going to give you. Exactly. Um, then, uh, then you won't you won't get their product because somebody else will actually deliver on what they say. Hopefully, so. <laughs> probably better than them at the very least. <laughs> uh, not much, but at least a little. Yeah. So. Trust is the foundation. It is our foundation um, in our work. So we, we're going to take these kind of two different angles. Should we do it now or later? Yeah, we'll just go out and do it for each of them. We'll do it. <clears throat> Trust these values are thing are the lens that we look through to create our work culture here at Thrive that we hope naturally, if we take care of it at home, if we actually implement these things on a continual basis, we refocus ourselves through these lenses and we continue to build it into the, our work culture here. The goal is that it just naturally spills over into our interactions outside of here. Yeah. AKA our customers and vendors. Yeah. Um, and so why does trust matter in, in a work culture? We kind of talked about this at one of our morning meetings, you know, a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. Which is something we're trying to do a little more, just to kind of refocus our minds, you know, on on these things and get them actually worked in. If you don't talk about things, how's it ever going to get really worked in, you know? <laughs> so, uh, do you want to say anything about some of those things you remember? Some of the things we went through, or you got any thoughts um, on just trust in the work culture? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember because uh, we we did another, we did a different one uh, this past week, so I'm fresh on that one. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, I think, you know, just being a being a coworker with anyone, trusting your coworkers, is an extremely valuable thing. Um, and because you know they'll deliver, especially when your work is dependent on other people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Think going back to coffee shop days. You know, coming in 
for an open <laughs> um, and uh, the closers didn't do their job, you're dependent on them. So now you have to uh, fix their messes. You have to clean up everything. Exactly. Then you have to open. Exactly. <laughs> and you came in. In the same amount of time you were expecting. Because exactly. you expect them to deliver on the things that they said that they would do. Yeah. Um, it's also the things that they're paid to do. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's the manager in me coming out. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's something that's uh, really cool about, I think, the way that the three of us are working here is um, we're relatively independent and autonomous, but mm-hmm. we do still depend on one another um, to deliver on the things that we say we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about this early on. It was kind of like, hey, Trev, if you're going to come on, Dude, there's only three of us. There's no reinforcements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like if I, like, there's just, like, when you have 30 people, when you got 40 people, it sucks when there's call ins. It sucks when someone doesn't follow through on their promise or whatever. You know, let's say it's for batteries and stuff they don't, you know, because we all fail. You know, that's just part of it. You know, that's part of the growth. But yeah. let's say for bad reasons, you know, those things happen. If there's 40 people on board, you can you can move people around to make something happen. When there's three to four of you, if a person misses, it's just so noticeable because there's so much responsibility put on each of us. When you have less people, it gets a lot more personal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's just something that's always going to be the forefront of when we hire more people in the future, the way that we try to interact and, um, be together. And the company is that if we can't trust somebody, then that's just not a relationship. That's not a working relationship. That's going to continue just because we have nothing. It's the foundation of everything we do. So that's the work culture element of it. Yeah. How does that apply to our customers, vendors? Um, If we say something on the packaging, on our social media, on this podcast, and we do not follow through on that, that is the, that's the losing of all losings for us. Like that is the worst possible case scenario is that if we say something and for some reason or other, we don't follow through on that, in serving our customers, then we have failed. We have broken trust. We have failed, you know? Yeah. And our kind of promise is to work as hard as we can to always build that trust back up, restore that quote unquote relationship to make it right. Whatever we can do on our end. Yeah, something you say um, in, in the sheet that you gave us was, uh, we believe with trust we can build amazing things. We work hard to earn it and to stay true to our commitments. Um, so when it comes to like customers and vendors, um, if for some reason something doesn't go right, we we set ourselves to fix it, to correct it, to make sure we steward that relationship well um, and uh, to ma- maintain trust as much as possible that we can. So if something goes wrong with an order, because sometimes things just happen. Yep. We reach out, we talk, we try to, we, uh, we fix whatever that problem is um, so that they know that they can keep trusting us and that, um, you know, we're not going to take advantage of a situation and we're also not going to blame. 
Yes. To the best of our ability. Yeah. Always. To the best that we can. That's what we set out to do. Yeah. Is to um, retain trust. Um, Yeah. So, anything else on trust? Um, I think trust is a natural segue into the next one. Yeah. Oh, I will say this last, like, I put little, like, kind of quotes by these ones. And I love this quote, brick by brick, because here's how it applies to trust. Trust is not built overnight. Right. It never is. Yeah. Um, If someone gets hired on here next week, the trust level between that person and me and Trevor and me would be incredibly on different levels. Because trust is built interaction by interaction, day by day, week by week, year by year, um, follow through on follow through. <clears throat> and that builds over time. Um, when someone that's brand new doesn't follow through on their word because of a nefarious type of reason, there's not as much grace given to that person as there is to someone who for a year straight has been following through on their word as much as they possibly can. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So as a work culture, brick by brick, we want to build trust day by day. And those compound into, you know, all those decisions, all those interactions compound into trust with one another. Same for our customers is that, whether it's the quality of each batch, each time you drink one of our beverages, we're putting, when, when it goes out our doors, there's a promise seal on that from us. We literally have our, I literally have my name attached to the company. It's not like a, you know, you, no one knows who the founder is type of company. It's like we're doing long form conversation. Like we, when, a, when a product goes out the door, my slash our name goes to it. So, whether it's consistency of the product, beverage by beverage, whether it's <clears throat> the health benefits that are actually um, perceived by that, and many more things, all these things, you know, brick by brick, experience by experience, interaction by interaction, even if we don't interact person to person, if there's a, you know, you're interacting with our products, our creations, that's, in, that's what I'm saying is an interaction with us, is that we want to create trust, experience by experience. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll also say uh, for for customers, also, when we bring out new things, mm. there's a trust that's already been established about our previous creations so that it creates uh, more excitement for, uh, for our new creations that we do roll out. So thinking about, so there's a, um, uh, I've still never tried one of our fall flavors uh, that, oh, yeah. uh, uh, at least we've not, uh, created it since I've been here. Um, but I'm so excited about it because, you know, I trust, uh, you know, the kind of flavors that we have developed and also, and so I just, um, am excited for our customers to find out like when, when we do make that again, um, when that actually goes out, the kind of excitement that they can experience for that, um, because they trust, uh, the way we create our stuff and what it's going to taste like yeah. when it finally comes out. So that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Is that we follow the same standards. We follow the same values, the same ideals for every product that we put out. We're not, we're not going to put out a product that we didn't consider fragrance. 
Yeah. We're not going to consider we're not going to put out a product that we didn't consider the the cleanness of the ingredients. You know what I mean, down the line. It's kind of like um uh, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when uh like when Mumford and Sons came out with their third album, <laughs> it was so different than anything that they had ever done. It was just like, oh, it broke our trust a little bit. I don't know what this was going on here. So, uh, but then Delta. But then Delta. <laughs> but then Delta. But and then, then Delta. And then you go back to the third time. It's just like, oh, this wasn't as bad. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> That's such uh, a good example. Yeah, but like it, it's the strangest thing when you have a relationship um, and they they make promises about what their product's going to be, and they fulfill those. Um, and then they come up with something new and they don't articulate a change necessarily and it deviates from what they've kind of made themselves known by. Uh, it can be a jarring experience. Uh, not necessarily pleasant, but um, if you're expecting something uh, and then there isn't a delivery on that expectation, it's not going to be a pleasant experience. It's a fail the in the part. trust. It's a fail in the trust, um, but also a drop in the dopamine. <laughs> so, which we don't want that to happen. No, <laughs> no we do not. Yeah. All right, let's go yeah. into transparency. No, that was that was a great, that was a good, uh, good ad in there. That every product that we put out is going to be clean, crushable, baby, and it's going to be kombucha. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, next one, transparency. Um, our tagline for transparency is transparency is our motivation. If you are committed to transparency. You're going to always be striving to be better. You're not going to be doing nefarious, shady things because you know you have to put that out there. Yeah. That's why we show behind-the-scenes shots in our stories on Instagram and Facebook in posts that we do. We show the process. We show the ingredients being put into the product. We show the different techniques that we use. We have a podcast for long form discussion because we're not trying to hide anything. And we're actually on the positive of that side. We're actually really proud of the process. That's the thing. We're, we're proud of our, we're proud of the way that we do things. So transparency is on one hand and accountability. That's an, another thing, a, um, a way for us to articulate what we're proud of. You think you're going to be seeing any, how, how to uh, how how we do it on Coca-Cola the behind the scenes formulation of the actual ingredients that go into that bad boy we're going to see those in their raw form it in their defense uh which I'm hesitant to <laughs> offer them any kind of defense um it it is uh sort of a uh, sort of their trademark sort of thing i mean having all I'm saying is from a just straight business standpoint, yeah. I mean, moguls. I mean, my goodness. To be uh definitely admired in from my perspective only that way. Unfortunately, I believe their product is complete poison for people. <laughs> it's just not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um but you aren't going to be seeing these raw ingredients on camera on their right. social media. Yeah. You're not going to be seeing where the caffeine's made. Okay. <laughs> it is not. Um, that's a value for us. That's not a value for them, for their company. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a key part of, uh, of our branding. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of what we want to be. We want, 
We want people to see the inner workings, to hear this podcast inner workings, to let transparency be our motivation to be better every single day because we're not hiding anything. And on the positive side, we are showing you the whole thing. We're proud. We're, we're marketing with the process. We're marketing with the, the inner workings of what we do. Not just, not just the experience that it gives, but the process as well. The journey, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. This is one that was kind of always really deeply ingrained, I think, uh, in the culture um, of like the decision making, just because there are so many ways. There's so many ways we could cut corners. Oh my goodness! And there always has been. You're tempted by it every day, all the time. <laughs> uh, but just that, uh, there's something of the inner fortitude of just like, no, we don't. Um, we say we do it this way. We want to do it this way, and uh, it's better to do it this way. Um, and we've kind of, again, this this is why trust and transparency um, are so like intertwined with one another is uh, we say it's all organic um we're going to make sure that it is um and uh even though we could take a substantial um like cut on costs all those sorts of things um but specifically before we found our new distribution partner um which helps a lot yeah it's uh in a right now i mean if you're listening back to this podcast it's um July 2022 and uh, we're in a huge inflation spike right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's finding this new distributor, like being committed to organic and fresh is incredibly difficult, especially right now with the condition of the world at this time. And so making deals like this, we do it so we don't have to offload prices onto customers to make sure things keep afloat. Yeah. You know, yeah. To where we're able to pay livable wages, you know, all the different things that go into a business. Like not cut corners and other part of the processes, blah, blah, blah. Like make finding deals like that allow us to continue to live by those values. So that's why we're committed to continually circling back to areas and trying to improve them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, quick aside. No, absolutely. Um, and then again, um, we brew our kombucha. Uh, that's not necessarily a given uh, with all kombucha producers. Yeah. Start to finish. Raw ingredients yep. to end. And we're talking starter. We're yep. talking the actual, the 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 kombucha. Everything's brewed in-house, baby. Yeah. Um, not all producers can say the same anymore. So... But if they you, still call it kombucha. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we've talked about that in the past, but we'll have we're going to have more future episodes about that. Yeah, um, the transparency piece and kind of the inner workings of why that's so valued by us. Yes, and uh, why you should ask some little bit beyond the surface questions to your kombucha producers, because not all kombucha is created equal. And so that's another reason why transparency is a huge value of ours is because. We're really, really proud. It takes a lot of work to do what we do. It is a journey. I mean, it is 
extensive. Like if you're just in this just for the money, my gosh, I could think about 20 different business models of different things to do in life to make, make way more money right off the top of my head. Um, but when you have this ideal of wanting to create incredibly tasty, refreshing beverages with people's nourishment in mind, it's, and to, to have an ideal of transparency in that process, we're really proud of it by the time it comes out the other end. Yeah. Yeah. The transparency piece really, really, um, helps us lean into, uh, nourishing you to thrive. Absolutely. Um, because when it's, it's, um, if it's clean, if it really is as good as uh, we say it is, we then there's no reason not to be transparent about it. Um, Absolutely. And to artic- articulate that um, because of we believe that this is actually good for you and good for um, your uh, uh, your thriving in life and all your other pursuits. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So <clears throat> we talked. That's kind of a lot for our customers. Okay, let's talk a l- on transparency quickly in house. Okay. So work culture, why is transparency important? Here's a situation that I've encountered before working for other places that is something that I try, and you can call me out right here on live air if it's not true. No, I will. (laughs) Um, One thing that I've experienced in past working environments is, especially in the small business I've worked in, which I never understood till actually being on this side of the, uh, this side of the business, <clears throat> why reactions come out this way, but now I do. So when you're in scenarios and let's say, Trevor, you're working on something and let's say you F it up really bad. I've been in work environments where you always expect when you mess something up to be um, greeted with, I don't know, like, at the the harsh end of the spectrum, yelling or um, defamities. Disdain. Disdain, like the the angry eyes, the looks, the um, passive-aggressive, which is usually the case because no one wants any, like, in-person conflict nowadays, (laughs) unless it's Twitter. (laughs) You said (laughs) in-person. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, so just creating an environment where transparency is okay, even in the failures, which is the hard side because everyone's fine to be, we're all fine. It's easy to be transparent about wins. Right. You know what I mean? But the losses, the mess ups, the mistakes, it's really important that that in our culture is work to be okay to come to the forefront because that's how you actually fix things. If if you if you or Trey is always concerned that um, every glass you drop, that if Elijah finds out, he's gonna be pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I mean, I don't want glasses to break, but it's like if you're fearing it's not a license to start throwing them around, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're fearing like my wrath because of a mistake. Your natural tendency, what you know, what let's hopefully your character would be a, a beyond it, but the natural just inclination is to hide, and to not tell, and to push it down, and so then that problem never gets fixed, you know. And so, it's something that we want to w- continually work into our culture here that there's a transparency piece, so that we can actually grow, and things don't get pushed into the shadows. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a big, um, I don't think you can have trust without the transparency. Um, uh, as far as work culture goes, um, uh, as f- yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, you can with the, with de- deliverables, but, um, but it, uh, definitely, definitely helps it out. Um, cause, uh, I also think about, um, you know, uh, another value that kind of undergirds both of these that we have here is ownership. Ownership is a big one that we have oh, around yeah. here. Um, and so ownership in both ways of like, Hey, I'm going to tackle this project. And then also I messed this one up. I'm going to clean it up. Yeah. So, um, the guys love it when I use the term extreme ownership. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, and by that, I mean, they always make fun of me every time I say <laughs> it. Um, but you know, Jocko Willink, he's a retired Navy SEAL. He's like mega intense. He's not for everybody, but that's one concept that I really believe in what he says is that he has the mentality of everything's always your fault. So it, what it does is it relieves you from taking out your own personal problems and anger out on other people because, Hey, if Trevor messes something up, it's actually my fault. I hired him. (laughs) You know what I mean? And in the great, in the greatest scheme of things, like I hired you. So it's like, it's really my fault. You know what I mean? Ownership. (laughs) Because it it takes it away from getting, just taking out those inner anger problems, you know? Yeah. I I personally have uh, disagreements and we've had moments about that. We have lively combo. About about, uh, where the, the the extent where that kind of uh, falls flat. But I I will say, um, you know, in the same vein, you know, like um, ownership, ownership of one's like self specifically, um, is a good one in that case, you know, like, yeah, like, Hey, I have ownership over, uh, my own, my own anger, my own emotions and everything Yeah, versus just the circumstance. Of course. Because there is, uh, extreme ownership is also like sometimes circumstances happen and that actually is no one's fault, but somebody has to do something about it. Oh yeah. And that one definitely comes on me. Yeah. Falls on me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the, the whole point of that statement really is that, Stop blaming and start fixing. Yeah. (laughs) Because the blaming only makes things worse. It never fixes. It it never fixes anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just actually fixing things. Now, I mean, you'll have some wild gooses on there. You know what I mean? That like people that don't give a crap. And Right. That's probably not a person you can trust. That's probably a person that's not being transparent. So, which means ownership in that situation is probably firing them. Yeah, it's yeah. parting ways. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, it just and by no means am am I or we claiming perfection on this. These are our, our ideals. These are our values that we try to live up to. That we try to live through. You know what I mean? These are the things that we come back to. If if I go off on Trevor because he dropped a glass, if I'm doing my job and being true and not being a hypocrite, I need to come back and say, hey, I really messed that up. You know what I mean? There has to, we come back to these things. So this is what we aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just the way in which we interact with yes. uh, with one another and the way um, we affect one another because we're 
were around each other a good amount of time. <laughs> so, uh, so some things just, you know, they, it happens. Yeah. Um, and so, um, not just, you know, pouting about it. Um, you know, if you need to take a minute, definitely take a minute. <laughs> um, but letting those get addressed as well, which yeah. I think, which, I mean, we've, uh, all three of us have done. It's so. how we uh, continue on in peace. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. <laughs> it's a great way to move forward. It's a great way to build trust. Yes. It's a great way to build trust. Should which, we move on? Which leads us into to together. Together. <clears throat> together is our plan of action. Again, together is our plan of action. Basically, what that means is there's no Lone Rangers. There's no, I did this. Look at what I did. I did. Look what I did. Look how I did it. <laughs> if you get in a conversation. You sound like your daughter. If they're, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if um, She's very young, just so we're clear. <laughs> She's not conceited. She's just a child. It's so funny. Did I tell you about that, how she gets focused on things? No. It's so crazy. So she's two as of this last Monday. Yeah. She, she's so focused. Like, like kids are amazing because they live in the moment. Yeah. They barely think about, I mean, I don't even know to what level they think about the past. They definitely don't think about the future at all. Yeah. From my experience thus far as a parent, they think completely about the moment. So when she gets on something, whether (laughs) let's just, she is in love with her babies her little, you know, baby dolls. Hmm. If she gets a baby and she says, look, I got my baby. Look, I got my baby. And you can talk to her about anything else in the world. You can try to do anything. She's going to keep saying, look, I got my baby until you say, oh, she's so beautiful. (laughs) She is going to say it literally 10 plus times until you acknowledge. Yeah. This is, you've got your baby. (laughs) This is real. (laughs) acknowledge this this is the only thing my perception is set on (laughs) nothing else exists outside of this yeah anyways that was random aside (laughs) no it's okay Um, transparency transparency (laughs) (laughs) Um, but together is our plan of action if you hear someone talking about how I did this multiple multiple times in the same sentence scenario blah 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 it is a quick I mean, it is a thing in my mind that is a quick, like, oh, this is not a good scenario. This person's into themselves. This person really thinks they're all that. There's not a, there's not humility there, you know? And not saying that we all don't fall privy to this, but you have to be aware that the amount of gifts that you've been given to get to the position that you are and by you, I mean me, <laughs> by all of us, whether it's your parents caring for you, just like through going, growing up, the skills you've learned from other people throughout working experiences, life, spiritual life, whatever, whoever you're interacting with, the, um, as far as it comes even more personally to what we do here, like, I lean more and more into the term founder than anything else. Because I'm very aware that half the stuff wouldn't happen without Trey and Trevor. So I tried to lean heavy away from the, even though I understand down the road there are real, you know, 
there are real merits to CEOs, things like that, because there's responsibilities that get passed around. But the, the, the term that I like to lean into is founder. I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I founded this place, but by no means did I do it on my own. By no means did it all happen because of me. I also think uh, founder as in like uh, the founding of, of a foundation or, or things like that is a little bit more organic to your personality anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so together is our plan of action. Our plan of action is to not be lone rangers, to not look at all my accomplishments. No. There's a reason there's no employee boss language here. It's team members. Now, obviously, there's different roles and different things that come along with that. We're not trying to, we're not socialists or communists here. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are, if you, there's certain things that happen, especially as the business grows, to where a person that washes dishes doesn't get the pay, paid the same as someone that's been there for five years and, you know, has like 12,000 different responsibilities. Yeah. Like, we believe in that structure. That um, position, status, all that thing should um, go along with the character, the accomplishments, the hard work that you've personally put in, if it's above and beyond. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, without going all the way down that road. But we realize that it is a team effort. Without Trevor doing all this recording and setting it up, and editing it and uploading it and writing the things that come along with it. All I do is show up and talk. So for me to say, you know, when people are asking, you know, yeah, I started a po- I started a kombucha podcast. How horrible. That just doesn't, that wouldn't be right. You know, it, it, there's no humility in that and it's not true. <laughs> so it's leaning in heavy to this is a team. We all have different roles, different responsibilities, but valuing the other responsibility, the responsibilities that other people have and showing praise, admiration, and keeping that in our work culture. No Lone Rangers. Yep. Uh, one thing that is, uh, I think, very pronounced in the way we do that um, is uh, the way that we're always learning from one another specifically yeah. um, because you know uh, um, uh, we're talking to um, uh, to a friend of the business today and uh, talking about how um, the things that Trey and I do but a lot of this stuff like we we didn't come in knowing anything so we learned it all from you yeah now there are things that we built on top of that and have oh, shared yeah. knowledge with each other but there are things like Trey's been teaching me a bunch of stuff lately about his process with brewing the kombucha and um and when we're processing stuff if we find a new technique we'll we'll share that with each other to make to respect our time and our and our energy and make things more efficient so so it's again it's we're we're all kind of uh, not to quote high school musical but we are all in it together um but we're 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 um trying to empower one another to uh to do it to the best that we can. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a quote in here that um, 
that kind of fills out this concept, yeah. I think, really well. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. It's tempting to want to go fast. It's so tempting. I don't want to just pass over that quickly because let's just say like, and this applies to childhood too, but let's just, I'll just keep it here. Um, or here, I'll bring it home to it actually an at home scenario. It's so much easier for me to just put away everything in the dishwasher that's clean and put it in the cabinets. It's just so much easier for me to do it than letting my little two-year-old help me do it. But if I always put up the dishwasher she and don't allow her to help, she never gets good. And then I always put away the stuff in the dishwasher and she can't become a working part of the family to help have responsibilities unless I slow down and, and take the time to show her, hey, this is how you pull this this cup out. Make sure you grab it with two hands. Don't drop it. Hey, that knife, don't grab it by the blade. Grab it by the, sh- you know, grab it by the handle. <laughs> you know? And so there's a slowdown when you onboard someone, when you're teaching someone something new. Like there's a little bit of an inconvenience there. There's a little bit extra work involved. But that's how you build that's how you make that's how you go far is when there's no possible way under heaven that I could do and I didn't even show you a bunch of this stuff but like there's no let's say I knew everything about the podcast beforehand there's no way I could do everything I do plus the whole podcast plus brew all the kombucha and yeah there's just no possible way so taking that time as far as the work culture goes is slowing ourselves down to show other people how we do things, you know, share that knowledge because we realize this is a team effort. If you succeed, I succeed. If I succeed in my endeavors, you succeed, you know? And so there's no point in Trey brewing all of that kombucha. If uh, you're not helping us get it sold and out of there. Absolutely. Yeah. If uh, Trevor doesn't mine my data, (laughs) on the back end, then I don't have, I'm not going to have as much success on the front end. If I don't delete those emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, if I don't give Trey tools to help him brew the best that he can, then he spends more time, energy, and effort on menial tasks. We talked about systems we'll probably have another episode on that sometime in the future but you know if i just he pile on menial tasks upon menial tasks menial tasks and don't make the process more smooth by investing back and you know investing back into the business buying new piece of equipment fixing things that are broken these types of things then he can't brew the most high quality kombucha that we want to brew or he's going to get burnt out on it. One of the two. Yeah. And so there's to a great ideal. What's good for you is good for me. And so that's the kind of mentality that we try to take into this is that we want to go far. We want to slow down. 
We want to invest in one another and realize that as far as this thing is going, we're all in this together. You want to address customers? Yeah. Let's go down that road Customers and vendors. One of the things that we say is um, on our sales sheet that I mail out to people or email them out to them or show up with is that we strive to make win-win partnerships so that we don't try to take. If our product makes no sense for you and there's no benefit in it for you, I'm not here to be the sleazy used car salesman. If it doesn't make sense for you, then I'll walk away. Now, if I see something, you know, if I see something that maybe you don't see, I'll try to relay that and build out the vision for that to be like, hey, look at, have you seen it from this angle? But if there's just a true, like, I'm trying to think of a, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but none are coming to me at the top of my head right now. But we want to build partnerships that, like, as we know, when you bring on team members, the worst possible thing, I think we were talking about this earlier, is that you have to retrain a bunch of people because a bunch of people quit all the time and there's this huge turnover. Like, yes. that is a huge business expense, hassle. You know, it takes all these things. Yeah, retention is always cheaper. Yeah. Same thing with vendors. Imagine spending all this time trying to connect with people and you're sleazy. You don't just think about, is this going to be a win-win partnership? Is this going to be a win-win scenario? You don't take those things into account and you just try to sleazily sell to this vendor, try to paint a picture that's actually not true. There's hypocrisy in it. There's not going to be trust and transparency involved in the actual sharing just to get a quick sale. You're going to spend all that time, energy, and effort for someone a couple cases in that sit there forever, that don't sell, and then they never reorder again because it was never a good fit in the beginning. So we we strive for win-win partnerships. That's for our vendors. We want you to succeed. We're going to put you on our maps. We want, we're going to send people your way. We are going to promote your thing you got going on because this is a good relationship. Okay. And then for customers, how does it how does it work out? We're not going to give you false promises and try to sell you something that you don't feel like it's going to be beneficial for you. We want you to believe in the same I we want there to be a shared belief structure there. If you don't care about your health, if you don't care about, you know, carefully crafted beverages, if you don't care about there being intention put into products, then there's probably a $2 acid booch from your local, branded for your local, super, for your big time supermarket that you can just go buy for $2. If you don't share those values. Right. We've displayed what we do. We want to find people that those things matter to them. And then give them products so that they can live out a life that they believe in. We're not trying to just 
sleazily in any type of a way just pull one over on you. We're not going to tell you. We're not going to put a bunch of back added stevia in our kombucha because we want to connect with people that understand the importance of not being overly addicted to sugar. We don't want you to be a person who drinks Coca-Colas all the time. And this, this just kind of fits right in with that. Yeah. That's not a value. We don't believe in that. We don't believe that's good for you. We don't believe that's something that should be going on. So we're not going to just try to trick you and try to create a relationship with no shared values. So as far as with customers, we want to be straight and upfront and we want to lean into your thriving. We want to make products that actually cause you to thrive. We don't want to promise things that don't follow through and that don't lead to you living a thriving life. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you got important things to do. And so um, us being able to supply you with something that um, can give you um, health and enjoyment is uh, one way we can support you in doing the important things that you need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And so from... We're here to nourish you to thrive. Exactly. From, from the products that we give, that you can enjoy them, you can feel good about them, um, help you help you keep moving forward, um, uh, down to like uh, even when we do have customer-facing uh, interactions, we interact with you in a way that's... Uh, um, that still is uh, joined with you and wants to help support you in uh, the things that you want, need to move forward in. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So what does this mean for the podcast? Yeah. So quickly, um, how in the world does this podcast fit into these values, into the mission, blah, 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 of what we've got going on, of this journey, Thrive Brew Kombucha Co. Yeah. This is our transparency piece. This is our trust piece. This is our together, <laughs> in, in a way. I think most heavily, this is a transparency piece. Yeah. This is long-form conversation where if we were trying to pull one over, everything comes out in long conversation. <laughs> it really does. The That's more true. someone talks, you know, I can't imagine the amount of things over the podcast over time. If you just pulled clips, I'd be like, I would just be like, like cover my, put my hand over my eyes. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe I said that because there's lots of that stuff that's going to come out. The more you talk. It's true. Yeah. But we hope that these values and this mission and what we actually do continually comes to the forefront and that you can hear long form conversation, long form, um, monologues and the such of the people behind the process that have an actual real passion to do these things and try our absolute best to follow through on it. We want you to be able to believe in the product and us to establish community, chasing the things that we have shared values in, which is in the end, living thriving lives. Like we want to be better tomorrow than today. We want to promote growth. We want to promote flourishing. We want to, develop not just atrophy we want to get better um and so we think that what we do 
is a little could be a little part of that for you. It really could. And we believe it. And so that's why we started the podcast. That's why we're going to continue to do the podcast to fill out the conversation, to give you the behind the scenes that the things on the packaging, they're not just words. It's not just another product. There's people, actual people behind the product that do every step of the journey. And uh, this is our transparency piece so that we can all thrive a little more together. I honestly, I think that says it all because that's the main thing that we wanted to do uh, with the podcast is um, give a more in-depth look where uh, a lot of things that we talk about, we'll give like little snippets um, through our socials and whatnot. Um, But this is where we can really um, um, expand a lot more. It's a way where we can articulate um, uh, more in depth, the things that we are doing, the things that we want to be, um, made known and the things that, um, that we are not hiding. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, cool. We appreciate each and every one of you. Hopefully that this has given you, um, some context to who we are, what we stand for, what we aspire towards. Um, And yeah, we really appreciate each and every one of you that listen to this podcast. We hope that you gain some value um, for your own life in some way. You can connect with us on the back end if you're interested. You can email us at info at thrivebrewco.com. That's down in the show notes. You can just check it down there. You can also connect with us in a more in-depth way. The thing that we pay a lot of attention to on our Patreon, where we're going to post some kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to give some exclusive offers on there. Just more interaction, much more. If you're interested in that, head over to the Patreon. You can find it down in the show notes. If you're interested in trying our products, Check our map feature first and foremost. Um, it's down in the show notes. We got a link down there. Or if you follow us on Instagram, hit up our link in the bio and you'll be able to easily find our map feature. We're expanding and uh, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but we're going to talk about it more. We do have a distribution partner, Creation Gardens, What Chefs Want. So we are picking up new locations every week now. And if you're interested in having our products near you, if you're in a surrounding state or a couple states over, there's a great chance that we can get product to your local cafe, to your your brewery, your wherever health, you health go. Health food store. Health food store. Like gas stations. Hey, let's go. Absolutely. Um so we would really appreciate if you could ask your local vendor, tell them that we have a distribution partner. We'd love to stock your local place where you'd love to try our product. That's the best way. We love supporting local vendors. But if we're you're on the other side of the country, we can still get you product, baby. You can see if what we're talking about is actually worth anything. Not only that, but you can also get some special releases. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. And we're going to be really leaning into that. 
over the next while. Like we're gonna be doing special releases shipped right to your door. Yeah. More and more and more. And I think we're gonna do some linkage to the Patreon first for the like get first dibs for these small batch flavors that we do. We literally harvest ingredients from my my farmyard. I've got about three acres of land. We grow a bunch of ingredients right in my backyard. We compost the ingredients from our kombucha brewing, and I've got a huge compost pile. We nourish our gardens with that compost. It's a beautiful cycle and grow things that we actually sometimes put into flavors. We also do... Not cabbage, though. <laughs> not cabbage. <laughs> not yours, anyway. No, so. not mine. But we're we're going to do more and more of that. So I think we're going to do some special releases first and foremost to the Patreonites, get them first access, discount codes, stuff like that. So if you're interested in connecting with us more and going more in depth on the process behind the scenes, blah, 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 connect with us down in the show notes on the Patreon. Trevor's going to be interacting with you. He's going to hook you up. Um, and yeah. Follow us along on social media. We love hearing from y'all. We really appreciate it. We hope that uh, we hope that you're thriving, baby. And we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your time, whatever you're doing today. All right. Cheers. We'll see you on the flippity flip. As you know, we will. See you. Bye-bye.